Alright, we are here today with a unit analysis of the new Lannister Pyromancers. The way this format works is we'll be giving a general overview of the unit, then we'll look at the top three attachments for that unit, and then finally we'll take a look at the top three commander options for that unit. That's the format, so let's go ahead and jump right in. With the Pyromancers, we have a seven-point unit. They are clocking in at a speed of 5, strictly average. Defensive stats of a 6 plus defense and a 7 plus morale. Uh, absolutely on the terrible end on defense. Um, tied for the worst in the game with the Bastards Girls. And a strictly average morale of a 7 plus. At least as far as the Lancers are concerned. So defense is not these guys' forte and speed is only average. Um, so why do I take these guys? Well, let's look at their offensive stats. You have two attacks that have the same profile, both named Wildfire, one ranged, one melee, with uh, three plus to hit, six dice at three ranks, five dice at two ranks, and three dice at their last rank. In the ranged attack version, it is a short ranged attack, and the important things to note about this one is defenders do not get defense saves against this attack, which means that this is one of the only attacks in the game that straight up ignores any enemy defense value entirely and causes straight wounds. So for every 3 plus you roll, you are going to cause a wound. On top of that, this also has Vicious, so when that uh, panic test comes around, they're going to be suffering minus 2 to that as well. This profile uh, makes it statistically the deadliest ranged attack in the entire game. On the melee side of things, we have the exact same profile. Defenders do not get defense saves against attack and Vicious. And with the added bonus of for each roll of one, deal this unit and the defender one wound. Now, I know I just said that's a bonus and that sounds like a negative, but hear me out on this. What that ability does is it means that these guys are only ever missing on twos. And there's ways you can actually mitigate that as well. But noting that this is a melee attack, so you're going to get charge bonuses in this as well. So if these guys charge into combat, which is something I strongly recommend, by the way, the range attack is nice, but really, get these guys in melee. I mean, play to the situation, obviously. If you can just sit there and bombard someone from short range, then do that. But don't hesitate to charge these guys in. Uh, with Wildfire, you're getting a 3-plus to hit with a charge reroll. And again, this does not allow defense saves of any kind, which means if you get any hits, you're going to trigger a panic test. When you trigger a panic test, you're going to trigger Vicious on these guys as well. The thing to note about these is that they are the definition of glass cannon, noting that they are carrying uh, literal glass canisters full of death. Um, by far in release, these guys have the highest damage potential of any unit currently released, uh, namely in the fact that, you know, again, they straight up ignore defense saves. That is how you need to play these guys, okay? They're a super big glass cannon. Uh, there is something to be said about a 6-plus defense and the little joke that you can't negatively affect that in any way. So these guys are immune to flanks, they're immune to sundering, you know, haha, you can't make it any worse. But these guys are not an attrition unit. These guys are meant to get in there, kill something before they get killed. That's if they're not supported, by the way. I mean, if you look at these guys in a vacuum, yeah, they're a little squishy, but you should not be looking at anything in a vacuum. Uh, more so than that, these guys can actually win an attrition contest against most units because, again, every time these guys hit, they're causing an automatic wound. Now, the thing about these guys that's also really nice is that you can be kind of loose with their positioning because they don't really care about getting to the flanks of units, uh, whereas a lot of units will, especially range units, because these guys, again, they ignore defense saves. They don't need to be giving you a minus one defense. Yes, they're going to give a further minus one to the uh, panic test for hitting in the flanks. So combine that with vicious, you're hitting someone with a undefin undefendable, 
it's not really a word, undefendable ranged attack that is also conferring a minus three to the morale test, or panic test, I should say. Uh, that's really, really deadly, okay? Um, but again, positioning can be a little loose to these guys. Ideally, you want to have them with a support unit such as Lannister Guards, something that's going to tie up the enemy in melee, and then have these guys work around and just start bombarding that combat with ranged attacks. Yes, your own unit's going to suffer a panic test, but okay, you can suffer a few casualties to the fact that you're literally dousing your enemy in fire and killing them. Plus, if they're guardsmen or something like that, they're probably going to have a guard captain, so you can mitigate that as well. On that topic, let's go ahead and move to the attachment options, the top three attachments to stick into these guys. These guys have a lot of options depending on how you want to play them, and I almost want to present these in no specific order because it's really going to come down to playstyle, at least the first two. The third one I'll get to, and we'll discuss that when we get to it. Uh, the first one, though, is going to be a guard captain. This is going to be your defensive option for those who don't really want to go all-out balls-to-the-wall offense with these guys, which I'm not really in that camp to me. If, I, if I'm going to stick an attachment with these guys, I'm going to go all-offense. But if you want a little bit of staying power, you can stick a guard captain with them. That's going to help mitigate that 7-plus morale save and make it so, at the very worst, you only ever suffer you know, one casualty from a failed morale test. I wouldn't bank on that, keeping your unit fully alive, but it can make the difference between them staying around for another volley of attacks. And frankly, if these guys get another volley of attacks, it's usually going to be super damaging to the enemy, much more than it is them. So it can definitely be worth it. Yeah, the 6-plus defense is something you're just going to have to live with, but you can't have everything. Frankly, again, we have to look at the fact that most every other unit has to roll to hit. Most units are going to have an average of around um, 7 to 8 combat dice. They're going to hit on 4s, so on average they're going to get around 4 hits in. You're probably going to fail every single one of your wounds, but even then, on average rolls, if you have a guard captain, it's still going to take 2 to 3 rounds of combat, uh, sorry, combat actions, because you have multiple ways to attack in a round, to actually take these guys out. If you're just exchanging straight blows of another unit, you're probably going to come out on top because your damage output is just that much higher. That's your defensive option if you want to run a guard captain. My personal pick and my favorite option is actually sticking an assault veteran with these guys. Remember at the start, I said that these guys were a, uh, a melee combat unit, okay? They just happen to have a ranged attack. And yes, that gives them versatility and lets them do good positioning. But frankly, never hesitate to charge these guys into combat. If you give them an assault veteran, they're going to get plus two attack dice if they start to turn engaged. So that's going to bring them to an 875 profile. And most importantly, they're going to get a plus one to hit, which means that baseline, they're hitting on a two plus. And then they have their roll of one causes a wound to themselves and the defender. For those keeping track at home, this means that every single die you roll, regardless of the outcome, is going to cause a wound to the defender. Just so happens that ones are also going to cause a wound to yourself. So at full ranks, these guys are going to cause eight wounds when they attack in melee if they start to turn engaged. Period. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you do to stop it unless you mitigate the assault veteran's order uh, in some way. Because otherwise, every single outcome, these guys are going to cause a wound in some capacity. Also makes them immune to weaken because, again, there's no result that's not going to result in automatic wound. And this is, again, not even getting into the fact that we have Vicious on top of this. All right? That's a stupidly high amount of damage and enough to wipe out most any unit on the charge. Well, sorry, not on the charge because you need the Assault Veteran buff. Either way, though, the Assault Veteran is my personal pick if I'm going to stick an attachment with these guys. 
just because of that combo there makes these guys absolutely terrifying because they can just sit back and attack something in ranged. Granted, it's short range. And if they take a charge, then you're going to have your assault veteran go, okay, make that unit dead. Granted, you never want to get charged because these guys are still fragile to 6+, plus, 7+, plus, but odds are you're still going to survive the attack. And assuming you survive, you're at worst going to be rolling 5 dice. Okay, that means at worst you're going to take out half the half the enemy unit. And again, this is before we get the panic test. And that's where the Lancers typically do the most damage at, is when they do panic tests. So these guys are going to do a lot of damage on just the physical combat side of things. And then you have all your Lannister tricks to actually you know, incorporate with these guys as well. One of the favorite ones is going to be Fealty to the Crown, where every wound you cause is going to restore a wound to this unit. So that's a way to help them sustain. People need to remember that Lannisters have a lot of natural sustain in their tactics deck. And that's the, one of the reasons why you can't ever look at a unit in, the va in a vacuum. You have to look at your commander tactics cards. You have to look at your factions tactics cards and see what you have available. Lancers are all about resiliency and healing themselves back up. So, you know, that wealth zone to restore three wounds, that's going to help these guys. Fealty to the Crown is going to help these guys. Um, wealth of the Rock, not my favorite card to play on these guys because it raises their 6 plus to a 5 plus. But that's still turning a 1 in 6 into, you know, a... Uh, a one in three chance of saving. So you know you're upping to a you're upping by 16% to a 33% chance of saving, and that's assuming you don't control the wealth zone and get the additional blocked hits. So you know you have natural defensive capabilities built into the Lannister uh, generic tactics deck, and these guys are just really going all all on the offense. So you're getting a good mix there. The last attachment that I like to stick in these guys would actually be Brom, the Cell Sword, much for the reasons that we just mentioned in. Lancers like to control the wealth zone, and that's when his ability um, extra incentive is going to kick in. And what that does is it's going to give you plus two attack dice. Again, bringing us back to that eight seven five profile. It's going to give you plus one speed, meaning these guys go to a speed six and actually can start zipping across the battlefield. And it's going to give you a plus two to your morale uh, test, which means that their morale drops basically to a five plus. So what that does is it mitigates all the weaknesses that these guys would usually have. Well, somewhat. I mean, again, that defense, you're not going to be able to fix that. Just get over that idea. But it's going to give them everything they want to make them faster. It's going to give them more attack dice. And it is going to um, up their morale. Keep in mind that Braum just gives you attack dice on all your attacks. It doesn't matter if it's melee or ranged. So that means that these guys' ranged attack is going to be getting that profile of well of 875. And their melee attacks the same thing. So, you know, you have an 875 profile that uh, hits on a 3 plus with a reroll and one still cause a wound. Uh, yeah, that's a really, really nasty melee unit, especially at speed six. Uh, that's why I'm saying these guys are a melee unit. They just happen to have a ranged attack that is really scary as well. But I always play these guys as melee. Uh, Brom, again, he's two points. He's one point over the other uh, two generic attachments, but I really do like what he brings. He is a unique character. There's no one else in the game with that ability currently. So you're only going to get one of those. But frankly, if you're going to run multiple Pyromancer units, which, man, that is a scary and fun army to play both against and with, then you'll have a unit of Braum and the rest. For myself personally, I'll deck them out with Assault Veterans if I stick an attachment in them. Because these guys are frankly just fine without one. Uh, the general thing to remember these guys, they're an offensive unit. Okay, Don't have any type of ideas that you know they need to be defended and they're going to stay around or something these guys are meant to get in there and make something dead before they get dead 
And if you need to use any defensive or trickery like that, you have the generic Lannister cards to help you out there. That's the entire point of the deck, is to mess with your opponent's strategy and help yours along. So this is an example of a unit that naturally has the thing that it wants to do. And the Lannister tactic deck is just making sure they get to do that thing. So that's how I play these guys. Hyper aggressive. I stick an Assault Veteran in with them to just up that aggression even further. Again, you can go defensive if you want to stick a Guard Captain in there. That's not a bad choice in the slightest. It's just a matter of play style. And Braum, again, to me, Braun, no M, to me is a, uh, <laughs> is just a fantastic addition because he covers all the weaknesses um, inherent in the units and gives them just extra offensive capabilities. So let's talk about uh, which commanders synergize the best of the Pyromancers. To me, the number one commander for these guys is actually the King of Lannister range combat to begin with, and that's going to be Tyrion Lannister. And the reason for this is because he has a bunch of cards that allow you to manipulate activation order, and that is super important when you're running a bunch of glass cannon units. He's got activation order manipulation on both fronts. He's got tactics cards that can force your opponent to activate a different combat unit. So if they think they're going to charge into the Pyromancers, or they think they're going to get a attack in before the Pyromancers go, you get to throw down a card and force them to activate something else. You, meanwhile, also have tactics cards that allow you to reactivate units that have previously activated. So you can get a double dosing of the Pyromancers in before the opponent can even go. Two straight rounds of melee from the Pyromancers will wipe a unit. It almost doesn't matter what that unit is. Um, I talked about before that, you know, again, you're only going to be missing on twos uh, unless you have an Assault Veteran in there. So that means odds are you're going to be dealing an upwards of ten, uh, five hits at bare minimal every time you attack. So two rounds of combat, these guys, are going to be ten wounds caused just from their wildfire. And again, that's not factoring in the panic test. That's going to be at a minus two from Vicious. Even if they fail that by one each time, mathematically, you're going to be causing the unit 12 wounds, a.k.a. they're dead. I mean, there you go. And that's just from two attacks on these guys. All right. Tyrion helps that even better, though, because, again, you can reactivate them via his tactics cards, and he can help keep them alive a bit longer via his other tactics cards, which, you know, force enemies to choose additional uh, other combat units to activate. So, by and large, he is my favorite um, commander to stick Pyromancers in. My next favorite is going to be Gregor Clegane, the Mountain. Uh, which we're going to harken back to the fact that, again, I keep telling you of these guys, they're a melee unit that just happens to have a ranged attack. And Gregor actually really emphasizes that fact, okay? Gregor's three tactics cards that you have are, all of them, godsends for the Pyromancers. And it's it's kind of funny because, you know, we have our little backstory here about how he used fire against his brother to uh, give Sandor his facial scar. And then we have Gregor, who is just absolutely loving to throw Pyromancers on the battlefield. Side note as well, um, Sandor is almost entirely useless to stick in a unit of Pyromancers because of, yeah, he gives you plus one to hit, but he also gives you Vicious, and they already have that. So it's funny that the guy who is definitely afraid of fire doesn't really like playing with the Pyromancers. Meanwhile, his brother, though, his brother does fantastic with them. So his three tactics cards, as I just said, are amazing with Pyromancers. First, you have Fury of the Mountain. When a unit makes a melee attack, they get critical blow. Okay, critical blow is for every uh, roll of six, you cause two hits. Um, I don't really think I need to fully explain any further why that's good on an attack that doesn't allow defense saves, especially when you're rerolling on the charge. Okay, moving on. Overrun. 
Well, as I said, these guys are a melee unit that just happens to have a range attack. I'm going to keep saying that until it really gets into you guys. But when you kill something and wipe them out with the Pyromancers, then you can overrun and get another charge action in. And it means you can start that whole process over again. Uh, his last card is Orders to Destroy, which is a generically useful card in the fact that it allows you to make a free melee attack regardless of what zone of the tactics board you take, and you get plus two additional dice. So, again, Lannisters like the Crown Zone, and they like the Wealth Zone. If you don't need to heal anyone, and you don't really need to zap anyone with that crown, then you can replace that effect of Orders to Destroy and get plus two additional attack dice. Uh, let's just combo this with Braum, for example. So... Plus two attack dice from orders to destroy, plus two attack dice from Braum. Uh, you are rolling ten dice. And congrats, you are causing uh, a wound on anything but a two. Now, there's something to be said about actually sticking the mountain himself in the unit of Pyromancers. That is a bit of a risky play, because they are a bit of a glass can unit, and if they're focused, they can get destroyed. But he is giving them Unstoppable Fury, which is charged enemies become panicked which is going to synergize exceedingly well with the fact that they have Vicious. Every time they make a melee attack, he's also going to deal D3 additional automatic wounds himself. <laughs> so you have a unit that is rolling six attack dice that don't allow defense saves, and then Gregor throwing a D3 additional die that doesn't allow defense saves. So, um, bit nasty there. In addition to that, though, he's going to make them House Clegane units, which is going to help buff every single one of his tactics cards that he plays on them. So Overrun is going to give you plus two to your charge distance roll, so you can charge, you know, uh, make some insane charges there. Orders to Destroy is going to get you a free charge action instead of a free attack action. Fear of the Mountain is going to trigger a critical blow on a 5+, plus instead of a 6+, plus. so you're going to up your odds to a 33% chance of causing two additional wounds. And frankly, on the charge, I would almost bother, you know, just reroll anything that is um, not a 5 plus in order to get that effect. I know there are some people out there and that really don't support rerolling 3s and 4s because they already hit. And yeah, mathematically, you probably shouldn't, but hell, live a little dangerously, right? Uh, so that's probably my sleeper pick for Commander that I think might take some people um, some time to actually figure out, unless, of course, they're listening to this podcast, in which case I just revealed the secrets of you know, kicking ass with that unit, is that, you know, these guys really synergize well with the mountain. The third commander that I believe would be my top pick of just the pure Lannisters is going to be a T, sorry, Tywin Lannister, Lord of Casterly Rock. And the reason why with him is because he is kind of doing this opposite thing, where the mountain is making them hyper-offensive. Tywin is giving them the tools to survive some slightly longer prolonged engagements, and thus be able to do their thing because Tywin is all about passing out weakened tokens to enemies and weakened tokens equals less hits equals less damage. You can stick Tywin in the unit of Pyromancers. I don't really know if that's something I would do specifically because Lannister supremacy that he is conferring to the unit is almost a little wasted on them because their morale is only average at best. Uh, Fear of the Lion, though, is interesting because it always makes something within long range weakened when his unit activates. So that's going to create a bit of a pressure point for your opponent that they're either going to have to do something about your unit or you're just going to sit there and toss out weakened. And even if they do decide to come and do something to you, then you have, you know, you're going to make them weakened. So the damage they're going to do to you is helpfully mitigated a bit. Um... In addition to that, though, all of his tactics cards also play off the enemy being weakened, and they're going to just be kind of general quality of life cards that they don't help the Pyromancers specifically. 
I mean, they help most of your army. So I really can't say that that aspect is really geared toward the Pyromancers. It's just that his general playstyle of make the enemy weakened and really uh, cripple their ability to deal damage, that synergizes well when you have a unit that really doesn't want to take damage and just wants to kind of attrition out the enemy. Looking at his cards, though, you have Exploit Weakness. Um, again, that's a generically useful card. When the enemy rolls a 1 when they attack you, they suffer an automatic wound. That's not really doing anything specifically to synergize with the Pyromancers. The one card, though, that can help out um, is actually uh, the Lion's Wrath. And that is, you one enemy becomes weakened, and until the end of the round, all weakened enemies suffer minus one speed and trigger disorderly charge and roll two or less. So if you know that your Pyromancers are going to get charged, you can throw down this card and potentially cancel the charge. But if they do, in fact, successfully charge you, then they still have a 33% chance of being disorderly, which is in turn going to not give them their attack rerolls. And then because they are weakened, because that's the only way they're being affected by this card to begin with, you can force those rerolls. So again, it's more about upping survivability. The thing is, again, that's true of any unit in that situation. It's just kind of a little more important with the Pyromancers because, you know, them surviving to even just deal a little bit more damage is really really key because when they attack sorry i kind of misspoke there they never deal just a little amount of damage they deal a lot of damage even in the last rank that's still causing automatic wounds and still causing vicious all right so those would be my top three lannister commander picks for the pyromancers um and our top three attachments and our general rundown of it so closing thoughts on the pyromancers i'm going to say this just one more time these guys are a glass cannon melee unit that just happens to have a really cool ranged attack. I'm not saying ignore it, because that's uh, only a fool is going to ignore tools that are given to you. What you need to, though, uh, understand is that these guys deal a tremendous amount of damage in melee, but they have the versatility to get into a ranged fight with something. As a Lannister player as well, you have units that can tie up enemies in melee. That's what the guards were built to do. So tie a unit up with some guardsmen, cheap 5 point, 6 point of the guard captain uh, unit of guardsmen, and then just start hurling wildfire into that combat, okay? The enemy is going to evaporate. Your guys might suffer a few wounds just from the panic test, but frankly, the damage difference is absolutely worth it, and frankly, the guards can take it. All right, that does it for this. Join us next time, we'll be reviewing another unit. Take care.